0: Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey everybody, welcome back to University of Adversity. Hope you guys are having an amazing day. Thank you for taking the time to come and listen. We got an awesome guest today. He's been around for a while. He's one of the sought after personal development people in the industry. He's helped a lot of people. And I really like his perspective on how he does things differently. He's written 15 books, like it's insane. And I can see why he's successful. We had a great, great conversation and you guys are going to love it. So our next guest is known as the Abundant Lifestyle Authority. He is famous for inventing affirmations and creating high impact customized strategies for fast growing companies, celebrities, and leading organizations around the world. He's going to talk about the difference between affirmations and affirmations. Really, really important, and I made sure to ask him about this because it's super, super interesting. His sought-after advice has been proven to skyrocket sales, boost profits, and improve goodwill while allowing business professionals to enjoy more free time with their families. As a highly in-demand speaker, Noah St. John's humorous and entertaining approach always hits the mark with audiences. His keynote speeches are described as dynamic and life-changing And his in-depth workshops and seminars have been called mandatory for anyone in business. He also appears frequently in the news worldwide, including CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, National Public Radio, Parade, Women's Day, Los Angeles Business Journal, The Washington Post, Chicago Sun-Times, Selling Power, Bottom Line Publications, and The Huffington Post. And he's also well-known by many celebrities. You go, he's, he's worked with a lot. Jenny McCarthy is one that just loves him. He's been on her show a few times and he's added a ton of value to a lot of people's lives, which was really, really awesome for me to share space and talk with him because he's powerful. He's super powerful. Noah is also the founder of the successclinic.com, a global coaching and training corporation that has helped transform tens of thousands of lives and businesses around the world. So yeah, Noah St. John, everybody. He's uh he's he's an interesting character because he saw the holes in the in the personal development industry right which goes way back and although so many people have had success from the old models he's basically realized that not everybody does and and I know that for a fact that there's different levels of success when applying these different things and it all really comes down to you know how much how seriously you take it and how much you're willing to do but no matter what a lot some of the, well for me and I've noticed other people it works for some it doesn't work for others it's all about the general you got to really believe you got to really be the frequency that you want to be if you want to have success and you want to attract what you want and a lot of times we just don't believe in it you know we we have what he he calls get the trash out of your head, which is kind of like those limited beliefs. And he was talking about in this episode about how a lot of people have a, one foot on the brakes, one foot on the gas. So you're trying to go forward, but then there's something holding you back. And his newest book is all about that, helping you get rid of that head trash, which is really, a lot of us have that. And that's why these things don't work. So he saw that in in a lot of this old school personal development is that if you don't clear that crap out, then you're never going to go forward. So he, he has found a way to do that. And with his help, he's been, able to, he's been able to change a lot of people's lives. So it was a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy this. I know you will. Listen to it right till the end. And at the end, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Noah St. John coming right up. Noah, thank you so much for joining us here today, man. How are you?
1: Oh, great. Lance, great to be here with you today.
0: <laughs> it's awesome, man. So I was looking into obviously doing a lot of research about you and you know what you've been doing and the personal development. You've connected with some awesome people. And it's such an important topic just about personal growth in general. And there's just so many things holding people back. And there's usually a reason why we all got into this stuff in the first place, right? So I just thank you for being here, man. And I'm I'm really looking forward to diving into this. So Where I like to start is, let's just go back to the beginning, because I know you came from, you know, humble beginnings, and that's usually where it starts. And I always love to see where people came from before, you know, all the magic happened. So walk us through that a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood, and I know that's a total cliche, but it's true. I grew up in this little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which just happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England, But my family was dirt poor. I mean that literally because Mm -hmm. we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots. Now, the haves was everyone else in the community. The have-nots was my family. So you hear these uh, speakers get on stage all the time and they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't even know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor because Mm. my mother reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So, Mm. no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. You know, so I hated that life of poverty and fear and lack and not enoughness. That's what I grew up with in my family. But right down the street, I saw that there was great wealth and abundance. So I'm like, Mm. well, you know, and, and, and all the time you hear, well, the secret to success is hard work, right? You hear that a million times. Well, my parents worked really hard and they never got ahead. So I'm like, well, that's not it either. You know, so there's got to be something they're not telling us. So when people meet me at my live events or my keynote speeches or, you know, just meeting live, it doesn't take long to figure out that I'm the nerdiest nerd in this industry. Uh, What I mean by that is, you know, I just have to figure out how something works. If there's a problem or if there's something that is bothering me or something that I just have to solve, I just have to get down. I got to get my hands dirty and, you know, get down to the molecular level until I can fix it, figure it out. Well, I've always been this way. So even from a very young age, you know, having that experience, I really just wanted to fix it. And so I did the only thing I could do or knew how to do, which was I went to the library and started reading a lot of books on on personal growth, self-help, you know, even as a kid, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey, you know, all the classics. And I really, really read them and tried, studied them, tried to get them to work. Well, fast forward many years later and it. I was working really hard, but not getting anywhere. I was very frustrated. You know, I was broke. I didn't have a girlfriend. I mean, couldn't get a date to save my life. So, you know, at the age of 25, I made a decision and I decided to take my own life. I decided to commit suicide because I was so depressed and frustrated for so many years. And um, because I just didn't see a way out. Now, at the very last minute, my life was spared. I didn't know why at that time. But I said to God when my life was spared, I I made a decision to devote the rest of my life to serving God and serving humanity as best I could while I was still here on the earth. The Only problem was I still didn't know I was here on the earth. (laughs) So then I went on another long journey. This was more of a spiritual journey, more of an inner journey. You know, the first journey was like an outer journey, trying to be successful and stuff and that didn't work. And so I went on an inner journey to say, why am I here? So I started reading more books, went back to the library, started reading more books on spiritual growth you know, the spiritual thinkers of our times, Ernest Holmes, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Uh, Louise Hay and and those, you know, those types of authors. Well, anyway, fast forward many years later, uh, five years later, and then in 1997, I had two epiphanies that really changed my life. When I discovered, uh, really, the two things that were the inspiration for me launching my online business, uh, which is called SuccessClinic.com. I launched it in my college dorm room in October 1997 with $800 and a book on how to do HTML. I really didn't know anything about business, marketing, sales, nothing. I just had a vision I just had a you know a a really deep burning desire to help people which I know you know everybody listening to this program has that same desire to help people to make a difference make an impact Mm -hmm. you know but I had no skills at all I didn't know what the heck I was doing but just had that burning desire to to help people make a difference well anyway long story short with you know all the stuff that happened since you know we've been able to help um, you know tens of thousands of entrepreneurs CEOs athletes musicians people in the health profession, network marketing, real estate. We've literally helped our clients over the last two decades to add over $2.7 billion in sales, you know, using my methods. What I mean by that is we've helped people, you know, just like the people listening to this program, add six figures, seven and even eight figures to their business while working less, while really, you know, not getting off of that, uh, that, that treadmill, you know, and, and getting their foot off the brake. So, It's really been quite a journey, Uh, you know. Made a lot of mistakes along the way, but it's really at the end of the day, it's uh, it's been very, very rewarding and and very humbling.
0: I love it. I love it. And it's funny how these the old the personal development, like the Think and Grow Rich, and and uh, what a powerful success habits. There's there's a few of them there that are just classics that still are so relevant. You know, what were some of the? What I really like to unpack, or like, what are some of those bits and pieces? that you took out of those because i hear this so much and it's in even though you know it's later on and you know 30 20 30 50 years later there's still those valuable principles absolutely. what are some of those things like break them down a little bit for us that really shifted things for you
1: yeah absolutely there was there was one book in particular that really really made a big difference for me and in fact was the inspiration for me getting into this business the personal development business, the transformation business, you could call it. Yeah. And that was Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now, oh, yeah. just to tell you a little quick story, I, that was in that long journey. I was telling about the second journey, the, the spiritual journey. So this was in the 90s. And, and so I was actually in my church bookstore. You know, that's where I love to be is in libraries and bookstores. I just, you know, just mm-hmm. love reading and love, love learning. Right. And because, you know, there's an old saying that when you stop learning, you stop earning. Right. So that mm-hmm. continuous improvement, continuous education is so, so important for all of us, you yeah. know, no matter where you are in life. So anyway, I was in my church bookstore and just, you know, browsing the shelves. Yeah. And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I was standing there and all of a sudden something fell at my feet. And I looked around and I'm like, what? There was no one around. I'm like, that's weird. So I bent down, pick it up, and sure enough, it was a it was an audio tape. Believe it or not, that's how long ago it was an audio tape called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I looked at it and said, Oh, that sounds neat. You know, I, I never heard of it before. I didn't know Stephen Covey. never Literally never heard of it. But I'm like, oh, I'd like to know the seven habits of highly effective people. I'd like to be more effective, right? And so I put the tapes in my car, and I swear to you, I just was in tears. I was crying listening to this, you know, man, the, the author, Dr. Stephen Covey, talk about the seven habits of highly effective people. Because I realized as I was listening, I was living the seven habits of highly ineffective people. You know, my whole life, I'd just been doing like everything basically wrong. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that explains so much. Well, anyway, fast forward many years, and what happened was I actually uh, when I started my company, SuccessClinic.com in nineteen ninety-seven, right before that happened in nineteen ninety-six, I actually reached out to Dr. Covey's office in Utah. I and, and this was basically like right at the beginning of the internet, if anybody can remember back then, you know, when the internet, you know, was not anywhere near what it is now. But I, you know, got his contact information, I got his secretary on the phone. I said, you know, I'm uh, I'm a college student and I, you know, and studying religious studies, just like Dr. Covey. I was very consciously following in his footsteps because it inspired me so much. And I said, I'd love to interview Dr. Covey. You know, is there any way I could just interview him on the phone? You know, maybe. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, maybe six months, a year from now. You know, I'm sure he's very, very busy. You know, he doesn't have time for somebody like me. Some nobody from nowhere. And the, the, uh, the secretary put me on hold and said uh, and then came back on the phone. She said, how's next Thursday? And I went, oh, my gosh. I mean, I almost like fainted that way. Well, anyway, long story short, I did have 20 uninterrupted minutes with Dr. Stephen Covey. And I got to interview him. I still have my notes from that conversation. And, you know, he said something on that conversation that I'll never forget. And that I always like to share at all of my talks, which is I asked him a question. I said, Dr. Covey, how do you handle it when people worship you, when they just, you know, think you're just this you know, amazing guy, which you are. And how do you handle that? How do you handle all the adulation that you get? Cause in my head, I'm like, I'd like to be an author. I'd like to be a speaker. This was long before any of my 15 books that I've published now, but you know, before I even knew what I was going to do. And he said something I never forgot. He said, Noah, I want to leave people. I want people to leave my events more impressed with themselves than with me. And I was like, wow, that is powerful because you know, if you, Fast forward to today, you know, of course, with the social media world that we live in, everybody's posting all their photos of how cool they are and how awesome they are and how much cool stuff they have, which is the exact opposite of, you know, what Dr. Covey lived and taught, which is, you know, it's fine to be, you know, even uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he's very famous for quoting this. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And uh, I love that quote from, you know, one of the most yeah. famous people in the world today. So yeah. anyway, that, I know there's a really long answer, but you know, that really was my inspiration for, he was, Dr. Covey was my inspiration for, for what I do today.
0: I love it. You know, how often do you run into people that think, like, because everybody has it within them already, you know, and they think that something else is giving them something, but all it is, is kind of allowing you to access that information already. Like, how, how often do you find people looking for, their, they need that thing, but really they just need to go within with the tools they already have? Is that Well,
1: common? yeah, this is something I talk about a lot, Lance. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I mean, and in, in the book, by the way, we are going to, uh, you know, tell your, your viewers, your listeners how they can actually get this new book for free. It's called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money, and you can actually get the book for free. We'll tell you about that. But in the book, and in, in really all of my books, I talk about something that's really important. It's right on page 49 here, mm-hmm. and it's where I talk about inner game and outer game. Inner game, I know it's kinda of small to see, but anyway, I talk about this in all of my books, is inner game and outer game. So what basically what that means is, in any human endeavor, there's always two components. Two components that we have to deal with, and frankly, we have to master them. The inner component and the outer component. Now, at my events and with my coaching, clients you know i just say inner game and outer game just to keep it simple so what does that mean inner game is everything that happens between your ears that you can't see directly but you see the effects of it everywhere so for example at my live events or my keynote speeches you know or when i'm coaching clients i often say to my audiences or my students i'll say what is one area of your life where your beliefs don't affect you and of course people go Hmm. Uh, And I go, exactly. (laughs) There's no place your beliefs don't affect you, right? I mean, your beliefs affect your health, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly, you know, your, your, your peace of mind, your well-being. that your beliefs certainly affect your finances, right? Your money, your business, your career, whether you get promoted or not, whether you're getting more clients, more patients, you know, more, more recruits, if you're in network marketing or whatever it might be. Um, Certainly your beliefs affect, you know, your relationships, right? With your spouse, your significant other, your family, your friends, and everything else, right? So there's no place in the world where your beliefs don't affect you, but you can't see a belief. You can only see the effects of it, right? So for example, you may be doing really well in one area of your life, but maybe you're stuck or struggling in another area. For example, maybe your business is going really well, but your health is is suffering. Or maybe, you know, your money's doing great, but, you know, your relationships are are stuck or struggling or what have you. So, you see, it's not cookie cutter, one size fits all. We really have to look at each individual person of your inner game. So, that's inner game. Mm-hmm. And then we also have your outer game. Now, your outer game is what you can see directly, right? It's right in front of your face, right? So, that's all of the... The habits, the lifestyle, the, the, the systems and strategies. You know, for entrepreneurs, it's all the blocking and tackling we have to do every day. You know, the sales funnels, your lead magnets, your marketing, your, your copy, all the customer-facing, market-facing things that all the marketing dudes are teaching us. But guess what? It's only when you master your inner game and your outer game that you have the phenomenon called success. Let me give you a quick example of this. Mm. I was speaking at a, at a seminar in Los Angeles for about a 1,000 business owners, very, very high-level you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, really high-level people, six, seven, eight-figure earners. And so I was walking off the stage. I literally just finished speaking. A man came out of the audience. He ran up to me. He said, Noah, you are the coach I've been looking for. I want to hire you as my coach. You're, you are the coach I've been looking for. Now, I didn't know this man from Adam. Ironically, his name was Adam. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I literally said, well, okay, what's going on? He goes, Noah, I'm totally stuck. I'm only making $4 million a year. Of course, I had to kind of pause, right, and laugh, right? I mean, yeah. when I tell that story, everybody laughs because I'm like, you know, it sounds silly, doesn't it? Like, who yeah. wouldn't want to be stuck with quotes at $4 million a year? Doesn't sound like a problem, does it? And I said to that, I actually said that to him, I said, well, that doesn't sound like much of a problem. He goes, well, no, wait, wait, you don't understand. I own this company. I own a software company. He's a CEO. And he said, I have, we, we got to 4 million in revenues really fast. Like we had like hockey stick growth, but you know what? We've been plateaued. We've been stuck at 4 million in revenues for the last four years. Four years, we've been stuck at $4 million in revenues. And he says, I've thrown all this money at this problem. I've hired every marketing guru you can name. He named all the gurus out there, right? I've, thrown, I've hired this guy, this guy, and I've spent tens of thousands of dollars, and we're still stuck. And he said, as soon as I heard you speak, as soon as I heard you talk about inner game and outer game and your foot on your brake and head trash and everything you just said, he goes, I knew you were the coach I've been looking for. He hired me on the spot. So I said, okay, great. Anyway, so I worked with him for about a year, 18 months. In that next year, 18 months that we worked together, his company went from being stuck at 4 million in revenues for the previous four years to over 20 million in sales. Wow. A six times increase, literally six times increase in less than 18 months. You can go on my website and watch his video actually and see how he, you know, how he says we did that. But my point is: the, the point of the story is this. Most people are really focused on one or the other, inner game or outer game. And what we did with him was we really focused on both. And that's where the magic happens. It's when you have. So, so the example that I always love to give is if you're solely focused on your inner game, it's like the person who comes up to me at my events, I've had this happen and they say, Hey Noah, I've watched the secret 37 times and I'm still not a millionaire. And I go, well, are you doing anything to make money? Yeah. I think about money all the time. Okay, that's that's great. I mean, you know, okay, I get that, that. that's what they told you, right? They told. There's a lot of people out there that teach this, right? If you just think about money, money falls in from the sky. I don't know what planet that works on, but it's not the planet Earth, Yeah, right? Because on the planet Earth, we have to do this annoying thing called work, right? Yeah. We have to do this annoying thing called do something to get results. It's like the person that says, "Well, I want to have six pack abs, so I'm going to sit on the couch, eat junk food, and never exercise." How's that yeah. working for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why we have to have that balance of inner game and outer game. And that's really where the magic happens.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of people that with the secret, I mean, that's just one law of attraction is just one law too. I mean, I know. And a lot of people get it wrong. It's Mm -hmm. like, you don't just think about it, but you have to, when you think about it and you focus on it and you do actions that, that align with that constantly, then you'll get the thing, right? I mean, it's, but you can't just sit there and think of, you know, (laughs) whatever's going to fall out of the sky. And I think, even though the message in there was powerful, I feel like a lot of people got lost in that.
1: Right? Totally. I call them secret survivors because they did. They, they, I literally had people at my live events. No, I watched The Secret 37 times and my plan to be, get rich was to win the lottery. Yeah. I go, that's great. How's that working for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, interviewed, I've interviewed over 200 millionaires, multimillionaires, you know, highly successful people. Not one of their strategy was win the lottery. I mean, hey, if you win the lottery, great, but yeah, not exactly a great strategy. So, I found
0: this interesting. I was obviously looking into things about your background and I like this. Okay, so let's talk about affirmations versus, aff- how do you say, affirmations. Affirmations. What's, right. what's the difference? And what are your thoughts on affirmations? Awesome.
1: Right. Awesome. That, so this is, I, uh, this is one of the things that I'm very known for is this yeah. concept or my method called affirmations, Yeah, not affirmations. So it's affirmations, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S. And you can go to affirmations.com and learn more about yeah. affirmations. So, okay. So for everyone listening, of course, and, and watching this program, of course, you know what an affirmation is, right? Yeah. An affirmation. And why? Because of course, it's taught in every self-help book ever written, every self-help book, you know, all those books that I was reading, you know, mm-hmm. back then, all those years ago. they all said, well, if you want to change your life, you just use these positive statements or affirmations." So an affirmation is something, is a statement of something you want to be true. So like at my live events or when I'm doing keynote speeches for, for audiences, whether it's entrepreneurial audiences or real estate or or network marketing or wherever you know colleges universities wherever it might be you know I always have people stand up and I say okay we're gonna use a classic affirmation ready and everybody say I am rich and everybody goes I am rich and you know what happens next everybody starts laughing yeah <laughs> and I go and I go well what are you laughing at they say well I'm not rich and I say but you just said you were and they go yeah but I don't believe it see that's the problem right we we say these empowering or positive statements but we just don't believe it. Now, the guru said, well, if you don't believe your statement, just repeat it a thousand million billion, cajillion times until you believe it someday. Now, for many people, that worked just fine, but for millions of us, it didn't work at all. Mm. And that was my experience. So, you know, one of the things I like to tell in my books and in my programs is I actually call it the shower that changed everything. <laughs> so, we all have those aha moments in the shower, right? Yeah. And so, uh, this particular shower is April 1997. And I was thinking about this very subject, what we're talking about right now. It's like, I've been doing these statements. I've been doing the affirmations, doing everything they said. I wrote in the positive, you know, gave a lot of emotions. I had, you know, sticky notes all over my wall. Nothing, nothing. I mean, I wasn't getting any results, right? I'm like, I'm happy. I'm rich. I'm successful. No, I'm not. I'm I'm broke and I'm miserable and unhappy, you know? So I I literally was racking my brain going, what aren't they telling us? They've got to be leaving something out, right? There's got to be something missing. They're not telling us. But what is it? And I was just racking my brain. So I was in the shower. Thinking about this, and I said, "Now wait a second. What are we talking about? We're talking about beliefs, right? Because if you want to change your life, you have to change your beliefs." So I said, "Well, what's a what is a belief? Well, a belief is just a thought. Well, what is thought? And the more that I thought about that, I realized that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions, not statements, but questions. Let me give you an example. I can I can do this for everybody. Everybody just play along. Uh, you know, my live events or my keynote speeches. I love to do this." This fun exercise, so everybody can play along right now. So I'm gonna ask you a question. I want you to see what happens. Why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? I don't okay. know. Okay, but do you know what just know. happened in your brain? Your brain started to search for the answer. Right? It's like doing a computer search or a Google search, right? Your brain's like a computer, and yeah. so it's literally searching its files, going, the sky's blue because I don't yeah. know.
0: I was but, like, I got to think of the answer here. I, don't know, I can't right? remember what but, it is.
1: But you, everybody's like Googling it right now. I Why is this guy kind blue? Of, right? Yeah. But that's actually what's happening. But that's what your brain is like. Your brain's like a computer, it's like Google, right? Yeah. So what, but notice you did it without even trying, without your own volition. You couldn't not do it. Right? When I asked you a question, you couldn't not search for the answer. So I said, now oh, wait a second. If the human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions, why are we going around making statements? We don't believe. Why don't we just cut out the middleman? And I said, I don't know. What would that look like? Well, let's see. You've got the statement or affirmation. I am rich to which your brain says. Yeah. Right. You know, in my, in my books, my programs, I literally call it the yeah. Right. Response. Cause your brain literally goes, yeah. Right. So I said, if that's the statement, then what would the question be? And then I said, why am I so rich? Why am I so rich now? Go ahead and ask yourself that question. Everybody watching, listening to this program, ask yourself that question. Why am I so rich? Now, Lance, I'll ask you since yeah. we're talking. Why am I so rich? What happens when you ask that question? Yeah. I, you start to search for the I'm answer, like- Right. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty rich. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So what we're really talking about here, you know, what I'm teaching and what, you know, with my coaching clients, it's the law of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. Now, of course, this is nothing new. It's been taught for centuries. But what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. And yet, what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so Uh stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why isn't my business growing? Why can't I get more clients or customers or patients? Why is there more month left at the end of the money? Right? And when you ask lousy questions, what do you get? Lousy answers. Lousy answers, right. And that creates a lousy life. So I said, wait a second. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and create a lousy life, what if we just flip the whole thing on its head, start asking empowering questions? questions that lead to phenomenal answers and create a wonderful life. And as I was standing there in the shower, April, 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name and the name that I gave it was Afformations, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, Afformations. Again, you can go to Afformations.com and learn more about it. So the point is the word Affirmation, the one that, you know, we've been taught for decades when all the old gurus taught us, That word comes from the Latin word firmare, which means to make firm. Now, the word affirmations that I invented, and by the way, it's perfectly legitimate to invent a new word, right? When you have a new way of looking at the universe, or new technology, isn't it true we need a new word, right? Like Google, Facebook, YouTube, uh, software, webinar, you know, these are all new words in terms of human history they have only been around a very, very short time, but of course now we use them every day, right? New word, a new technology, a new word. Well, what I'm teaching you, what I teach in my books and my programs and with my, with my coaching clients is a new technology of the mind, right? So affirmations comes from the Latin word formare, which means to form or give shape to. So what I often ask my audiences or my, my coaching students is, what if you're making something firm, but it's in the wrong form, that means you formed a life you didn't want. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why am I, why am I making more money? You formed it. It became firm, and now there's your life. Well, now using my affirmations method for the first time in human history, we can take conscious control of the questions we're asking, change your questions, and change your life. Wow.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot of it is it's perspective on how you say it and speak it for you to believe it. It's, it's so true. Powerful. If you say affirmations and you don't believe them, they're useful. They're useless,
1: right? Well, they can actually make you feel worse. There were, there were actually studies that have been done that actually show that when you use the old affirmations method and you don't believe it, you actually start beating yourself up. So you actually feel worse than yeah. before. Like, but
0: what about when you're right? What about when you're going to sleep and you're, you're kind of into your subconscious where you don't have that judge being like, this isn't true, when you're just allowing it to seep in? Does it have a little bit of a better benefit than it would normally, like say during the day?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's why we, for example, when you go to our website, we have something called IAFORM audios. IAFORM, okay, which is where there are pre-recorded affirmation their audio, uh, you know, downloads. their MP three audios that you can download and put on your phone or your laptop or you know just your MP three player if you want to go old school. And uh, you can literally listen to uh, empowering formation set to inspiring music. But we've got IAFORM audios on you know, health and wealth, abundance, relationships, love, weight loss, sleeping better, lowering your stress, and so on. And you know, in the book of affirmations, I actually give you over 400 unique affirmations in all different areas of life, health, wealth, abundance, uh, you know, overcoming fear, uh, spirituality, relationships, love, and so on. So I mean, it's really, really powerful. I have lots of clients that you know, listen to their iAform audios while they sleep you know, as well as throughout the day, you know, they're on the treadmill and instead of, you know, watching the news, why not feed your brain, you know, good food instead of junk food?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That's for sure. And I mean, I, same with, you know, audio books, there's so many things you could do other than just, you know, watching news and listening to crap, you know, because, you know, there's just so much fear out there we just, they want to keep us fear, scared, buying stuff, doing crazy stuff. I mean, you got these things popping up all the time. You really got to be conscious of what you consume, and it's more than just what you eat. It's like what you watch and what you listen to. It can it can really take over your entire thought process and how you feel about yourself too.
1: That's right. And what the the studies have shown that people will watch negative news much more than positive news. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, there, there's uh, Mark Twain is very famous for saying that a lie will get halfway around the world before the truth gets its pants on. And, you know, we've seen that over and over again, you know, that it's just, you see this, this negative news cycle that is just so easy. And, and you know, in, and for those of us who are entrepreneurs, it also works the same way. If someone is happy with you, you know, your, your service, your product, your business, they'll probably tell one or two friends. If they're unhappy, they'll tell 10 or 20 friends. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's sad, but it's human nature. And so the truth is, we have to fight a lot of that, human nature. Yeah. And there's a lot of studies that show that you know that's because of the amygdala, which is a portion of the brain that is basically called the fear center of the brain. Which is, hey, you know, your that part of your brain's job is to make sure you're not dead, right? Yeah. A good way to make sure you're not dead is is to be, you know, constantly afraid or you know on uh, on alert, right? Oh, watch out! Ooh, is that a saber toothed tiger? Ooh, is that you know is that a lion yeah. over there? Ooh, is it what's coming out of the yeah. you know but you don't want to live that way you know but it's easy to live that way and as i just stated you know the media feeds on that they know it and of course they just want ratings so it's very simple so yes we have to consciously you know uh, counteract that with you know these positive and, and you know in my case you would say the i audios or affirmations you know you can write them out you can listen to them listen to your i audios you can write them you can say them to your partner you know we have uh, you know married couples spouses That you know, say them to one another during throughout the day. You can even use affirmations with your kids. Kids love affirmations. We had a 16-year-old girl who came to one of my live events. We have a live event called Freedom Lifestyle Experience where I actually teach you how to master your inner game and outer game, just like everything we're talking about, you know, on this program today. But you know, a 16-year-old girl came with her parents to one of my events. She went back home and and launched her own online business. She uh, it was actually doing custom yoga pants. And so now she's got a six-figure business you know at 16 17 years old so you know that's what i'm saying is we've got to make sure that not only are we feeding ourselves good things but also passing that on to the next generation
0: mm, yeah that's awesome okay so you work with some very high profile people you know i've seen you on i saw you on jenny mccarthy's show quite a bit i've seen you connecting with a lot of people and you obviously working with people that have you know been successful and made it right so what do you see as a thing, like once these people make it to that level, you know, that status or they've hit that, that, that part in their life, what are some of the struggles that come up once you've achieved that so, so-called success that we all, right. you know, people that haven't hit, hit? You know, what, what, is, the, what is the common denominator within that? Those really successful elite groups.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I'm sure most of the people listening to this program are familiar with uh, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, Abraham Maslow was, you know, a famous psychologist, uh, you know, earlier in the last century. And, um, you know, what he talked about was that we all as humans, we have this needs, which um, go from just basic survival needs, right? You know, food, water, air, you know because if you don't have those you're you're dead so that's not gonna be good right so you know you have those basic survival needs and then you have clothing and shelter and so on and so on and then the final uh step or stage in his pyramid was self-actualization that's what he called it so what we what we what I've noticed in you know the last two decades of helping my coaching clients add over two point seven billion dollars in sales meaning you know we've helped people add six figures, multiple six, seven, and yes, even eight figures to their business, you know, like Adam, who I was talking about earlier and many, many others. But what we've seen is that when you get when you aren't really at your monetary needs, right, you know, let's say you haven't yet reached that six figures or, or consistent, let's say $10, 20, $30,000 months, you know, because uh, when you're when you're consistently hitting that 10, 20, 30,000, you know, even say 50 or 100,000 a month, you know, like, It's pretty good, right? I mean, that's pretty nice. We call it going down the yellow brick road, uh, moving down the yellow brick road. The first milestone is to make your first $10,000 in your online business. That's when you're a real entrepreneur. The second milestone is when you're hitting 100K a year. That's 10,000 a month. And then the third milestone is when you're at seven figures a year, which is 100K a month. So, you know, that's when you're a real influencer at that seven, you know, the seven figure level. Mm. So we help people at every stage of that yellow brick road road. But what I was saying is that one, before you get to that, you know, six figures, six to seven figures, most people are really, really concerned about outer game. When I was talking about earlier. So that's the marketing stuff. You know, the digital marketing, all the stuff the digital marketers are teaching is the voice in your head that says, I can't do it because dot, dot, dot. See that, you know, I've been teaching this, like I said, I've written 15 books basically on this one side. And that's what it really comes down to. And so we humans just have this, you know, I call it your head trash which is a this disempowering belief that says I can't do it because. So think about for everybody watching and listening, think about what you want, right? So think about, you know, your destination. Like it's like driving a car, right? So you're when you get in your car, you don't just drive around in circles and go back home. I mean, that would be weird. Nobody would do that, right? You you have a destination in mind, right? Even if it's just go down the street to get groceries, right? It's like okay, I want to go over here and pick up some milk and eggs and bread, right? And so I have a destination and I have a purpose, right? Well, but most people don't live their lives that way. You know, we do that to go to the grocery store or maybe to plan your vacation, but you don't live your life that way, most people. And so the point is that one of the things that we do is we help people get clear on what they want, where they're going and why, right? But even if you have that, most people are driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake, And the foot on the brake is that head trash that I'm talking about, okay, that I I help people with to get rid of, right? So think about it this way. What every motivational speaker out there does is very simple. They say, hey, you want that goal, right? Well, get motivated, get excited, you know, set your goals and think positive and you can do it, right? So what they're basically saying is, hey, if you want to get there, step on the gas harder. Okay, now that's a logical statement. It makes sense. But guess what? The point is most human beings are unconsciously driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. Mm. So at the same moment that you want the thing, you're also scared of getting it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know it's like totally weird and counterintuitive. But here is the even more, remember I told you I get down the molecular level? Mm. Now we're at the molecular level, which is that the t- those guys saying this, the gurus, the top 1% are unconsciously competent. That means they're not holding themselves back. They don't have their foot on the brake, So they're basically looking at us, you know, the 99% of humanity going, what's wrong with you idiots? And we're sitting there going, but I don't get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. See, so what many people have said about my work is my work is the bridge, you know, between you know, the naturals of success and everybody else. So the point is, think about this. If you're driving down the road with one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas and somebody comes up and he says, hey, step on the gas harder, What's going to happen? You're just going to ruin your car faster, mm. right? So somebody else comes up and says, hey, you know what? You need to get a better type of gas. That's the problem. That's the reason you're not reaching your goals. You need to put more expensive gas in. Okay, you put more expensive gas in. You still have your foot on the brake. You're still ruining your car. You're still not getting anywhere. Somebody else comes up to you and they say, oh, you know what? You need new tires. That's the problem. Your tires aren't working. They're not good enough. Get these really expensive tires. Okay, get new tires, spend more money. Same problem, same habit, same, same result. Mm. Somebody else finally says hey, you know what you need a new car. Just go buy a new car. Your car's not good enough Okay, so you spend tens of thousands of dollars get a new car But you still are doing the same thing why because I'm the guy that comes up to you and says by the way Did you know you have your foot on the brake and you're like no? And I say well, do you know There's a real specific reason why you have your foot on the brake. And you're like, huh, really and then they say and then I say Well, you know if we just get your foot off the brake, you know You can reach your goals a lot faster easier and with a lot less effort you're like, oh, my God, really? I never thought of that. That's why we have these incredible results. Like you go to our website, you see people have gone from $60,000 in debt to a six-figure income. You know, like Adam, six, $4 million to $20 million. Sheila, $5,000, 75000 a month, and on and on and on. Why? Not because I'm a genius, but because I just give you a system to get your foot off the brake, to get rid of this head trash that's holding you back right now.
0: So would you, would you say that's like self-sabotage, same sort of thing? People are scared of success because of their maybe, you know, past events or whatever. Is that the same sort of thing as you mean? People well, that self-sabotage and, and themselves?
1: My very first book was entitled Permission to Succeed. This was what, remember I shared earlier about why I started my business in my college dorm in 1997? This was really the big aha moment that I had the second one. The first was affirmations. The second one was the fact that we don't need any more how-tos of success. What we need is to give ourselves permission to succeed. In other words, oh, okay. we need to stop stopping ourselves from success. No one else had ever talked about that before my work. They were all just saying what I said. Get, set your goals. Get motivated. you know, Think positive. And if they did talk about self-sabotage, it was in a very sort of like offhand way. And they basically said prior to my work, the treatment for self-sabotage you know, what they would say is, well, if you're sabotaging yourself, don't do that. Mm. Wow, that's brilliant. I never thought of that. Thank you. Wow, I feel so much better. It's like saying to an anorexic, well, why don't you just eat? Gee, that's, yeah, thanks. I feel so much better. You see how dumb it is? I mean, when I say it out loud, it sounds idiotic, but that's what it was before my work. And that's why so many people come to my events or, you know, hire me as a coach, after they tried everything else, because they're like, oh my gosh, they're saying all the same thing. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I, mm. I, I gave them all that money too, and I got nothing, you know? So yeah. it's very frustrating for a lot of people because they're not really getting the help that they, that they need and that they want.
0: What does, I, I, uh, I made these notes that I wanted to ask you. What is yeah. success anorexia? What is that?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually what I was just that's talking kind of, about. That's what you're that's, okay. Success anorexia is really, you know, what I talk about really in all of my books. I, you know, I'm holding up yeah. some different books here, but my point is that success anorexia is the essence of my discovery that I made in 1997 when I realized that what is causing the behavior called self sabotage or what I call the foot on the brake syndrome, like I was describing. Right. Okay. Okay. Got gotcha. you. So success anorexia is the condition. That actually causes these behaviors. Okay. Okay. So, just very briefly, and again, I describe all this in my books and my programs. So, if people want to learn more, they definitely check it out. But, very briefly, what it is is if you are holding yourself back from success, in other words, if you know you're capable of more, right? If you know that you're like, I should be way ahead of where I am right now, and I see. Uh, you know, idiots who are making so much more money than me and they're not even half as good as me. They're not as smart as me and they don't work as hard as me. How come they're more successful than me, right? That's very frustrating for people. Millions of people have that, you know, that feeling, that experience. The point is the reason those guys are allowing themselves to succeed is because they're unconsciously competent at allowing themselves to succeed. In other words, they are not holding themselves back because they don't have this condition that I call success anorexia. It is very common to hold yourself back from success, but holding yourself back from success are behaviors. That's a behavior. But remember, we humans don't do anything for no reason. There has to be a cause of that behavior. So, my work works at the causal level, not the symptom level. So, think about it like going to the dentist, right? If you go to the dentist and you go, man, my tooth really hurts. And the dentist says, yeah, here, take an aspirin, you'll feel better. Okay, what did you do? You just masked the symptom, you didn't do anything about the problem right? And maybe you feel better for a couple of minutes, but it's like, hey, we got a problem here. We got to, you know, take care of this tooth. You see what I'm saying? So that's what my work does. And that's what the essence of my discovery is, was that, wait a minute, there's something that's causing this behavior. That's not as simple as saying, well, just don't hold yourself back, right? So we've got to get to the causal level. That's why my clients get such incredible results.
0: Amazing. What do you struggle with right now? Like, what do you, you know, you're successful. You're doing well. You got so many books. That's freaking mind boggling. Got 15 books, by the way. That's amazing. And I'm looking at writing one. I'm like, wow, this guy's just on fire. But like, you know, what are I can help what, you with that? Lance. Yeah, like, what are you? What are you? Where are you at? Like, what? What do you struggle with? You know, what are the things like when you hit a level of success like you've hit? You know, when you're well, teaching everybody this stuff. Yeah, like it's very simple.
1: I, I, I feel that I was given this message, you know, by God. Whoever you want to call it to really to to save the world, you know, with a name like Noah, you're used to saving the world. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I have I have millions, tens of millions of people to reach before, you know, I'm no longer on this earth. And so I made a commitment to God back in 1997, over two decades ago. And I literally said to God, I said, I don't know why you chose me for this message, but I will tell you that I will never stop. I will never quit. And there were so many years where I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Because as I shared, you know, I had no experience in marketing, sales, online business. I mean, there was no social media. There's no Facebook, YouTube, blogs, nothing. I mean, you know, this was a long, long time ago. So I literally have one of the original self, uh, personal and business growth websites on the internet. But it basically was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I just have this message that I want to get out. So really, that's been the entirety of my, of my mission and of my struggle at the same time. Is how the heck do I reach all the people that I'm here to reach? You know, because I, you know, like when we lost Robin Williams a few years ago, that really hurt me because I could have helped him. I probably could have saved him. And I was so sad, you know, that we lost him. Also, even going back a few years earlier, Chris Farley, if you know, those of you old enough to remember Chris Farley, um, I could have saved him too. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, whatever, but I really feel that way. And Mm. so, you know, my job always, my mission is to just, you know, reach more people with this message of affirmations, of success anorexia, of getting rid of your head trash, of using power habits, you know, and all the things that I've been really blessed to do over these last uh, 20 plus years. So really, I mean, that's my, that's my mission. It's my joy. And, and yes, it is my struggle too, at the same time to reach the people that I'm here to reach.
0: Who has had the biggest impact on your life? That you've got to either learn from or get to connect with and teach from because we're all learning and from each other Absolutely. you know who who has impacted you who stands out
1: well there's there's two people really there's two people the first is dr stephen covey who i shared that story with you earlier and that. Really, he was my inspiration for getting uh, into this industry, into writing my books. You know, I very consciously followed in his footsteps. I was a religious studies major in college, you know, because he was. And, you know, I I wanted to write books on leadership because he did and, you know, speak because he did and, you know, do it in the way that he did it, you know, which was so with such integrity and such such humility. You know, when I got that opportunity to interview him, it was he was just so perfect. And I I would really love to touch people in, in a way like he did. So that, that was the first one. And then the second person that's really inspired me is my beautiful wife, Babette. Um, you know, when I met her in uh, 2007, I was just getting out of a really bad relationship. And, you know, I, I had a lot of head trash about relationships. And I didn't know if anyone would ever love me and, and on and on, you know. So if, you know, for people who are going through relationship struggles, I believe me, I've been there. I know what that's like very much. And, um, you know, and she is just the most loving person I've ever met. She's a, a true loving mirror, as I call it. That's one of the steps that I teach to to be a loving mirror and to find loving mirrors. And, um, you know, I learned from her all the time. I was very kind of, you know, I, I just had sort of a, a way that that some people thought was kind of brusque and, you know, kind of pushy. And like, I just, I'm just so focused, you know, I'm like, I just got these blinders on I'm like, you know, I'm just like the bull in a china shop. And she just kind of said, why don't you calm down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, you know, as, as I get older, I'm like, okay, you know what, she's really, she's very smart and, uh, you know, so loving. And so uh, those, those have really been the two influences for me. Amazing, man.
0: Where's the best place for everybody to check you out? We want to have everything in the show notes, nice and clear for you. And what can we look for coming up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our main website is NoahStJohn.com. That's my name. So N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com. NoahStJohn.com. That's our main website. Also, if you'd like to uh, come to our live event, it's called Freedom Lifestyle Experience. You can go to FreedomLifeX.com. Freedom Life and then the letter X. FreedomLifeX.com. Oh, and if you want to get the... uh, book get rid of your head trash about money for free just go to freeheadtrashbook.com all these are very easy to remember freeheadtrashbook.com and uh, we just ask you to cover the shipping but the book is free we covered the cost of the book so freeheadtrashbook.com freedomlifex.com and noasajohn.com. and you know you can basically get it there
0: and there's many interviews to check out for you you've been on a lot of places connect with a lot of people so mm-hmm. i i really encourage everyone listening out there you guys go check out noah he's you guys have listened to this. He's got great energy, and you know, I I can see why you've done so well, man. So I really, really appreciate you coming on and you know uh, shining that light on on all of us today. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Noah St. John, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Check out Noah. Go check him out right now. He's been on a lot of different interviews. Like I said in the intro, Jenny McCarthy's had him on a few times. He's well connected. Gary Vaynerchuk and a lot of other people as well. So. He was great. What a breath of fresh air. And I really, really appreciate it having him on. So if you guys got value, let us know what you think. Leave us a review. Share it with a friend. And make sure you subscribe to stay on top of it on Apple Podcasts. Love you guys. Appreciate you.